The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Just smoking here, you understand that? This is the Cigar Authority. Have uh, you any imported cigars? The authority on everything cigar in and out of the cigar industry. We're on a mission from God. With your host, a jelly donut, David Garofalo. How did it get here? Mr. Jonathan. I hear you. And I care. Barry Stein. I'm going to use my spare glove compartment underwear as a napkin. And Ed Sullivan. They don't have a listing for Mr. Wonderful. What uh, spelling did you use? It's time to light them up. Smoke if you got them. It's time for the Cigar Authority. I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound Set today. A new intro. That's right. And the Mount Rushmore of cigars, their makers. Is it great cigars, great manufacturers, or great marketers? Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, broadcasting now in its ninth year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog on thecigarauthority.com. Barry Stein. Yes, sir. Cigar number one has a uh, little doggy on it. What is this? Well, today's first cigar is the Guardian of Farm, and it's manufactured in Nicaragua by Casa Fernandez. And the, cigars that, the cigar size that we're smoking is the five and a quarter by 50, also known as the JJ. Well played, Ed Sullivan. <laughs> it features a Nicaraguan Corojo 99 wrapper that's grown in Jalapa. A binder that's also Nicaraguan Corojo 99 and fillers of Criollo 98 and Corojo 99 grown in Nicaragua. It's part of the Cigar Authority Care Package and a single cigar price will set you back $869 while a box of 25 is $191.99, which is a savings of just over $25 or just under 12% off the single price at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. So a little bulldog in the front, black band, unfinished foot at the bottom. So we're going to end up drawing some of that uh, wrapper that's on it. Ecuadorian wrapper, you said? Uh, Nicaraguan Corojo 99, grown in Jalapa. In Jalapa, okay. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo. Perdomo is the brand, while all... Other cigars were raising prices. How did I get a little stuck up on that? Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. So Mr. Jonathan is using a different cutter today attached to his lighter, which normally you wouldn't want to do that, but this is a special lighter. Just, this is the Gigantor. This is <laughs> the Dominator. The Dominator. I would have called so it Norelco. This, uh, this lighter is the Lotus Dominator. It retails for $69.99. It's got four jets. It has a flip-out dual bullet punch. It has a flip-out scissor cutter. Just like one of those um, knives. It's with, with the Swiss Army knife of lighters. It is. And uh, just like living up here with the uh, rednecks in New Hampshire, the tank on this is not just big ass. It's double wide. 
my dream home, by the way. It's I want to live. It's the biggest big-ass tank ever. In a double wide. Four jets. So this Gigantic. is the Lotus Dominator, and it retails for $69.99. I still say it looks like an electric razor. It's awfully big. All right, so the outside wrapper, before you, we do anything, the outside wrapper to me is like that, um, it's brown sugar that you pack if you're going to make something with brown sugar on it. You know, they ask for a cup packed. It's that kind of brown sugar. And then the Which cold the draw. brown sugar squished? <laughs> the cold draw is grapefruit. Grapefruit? There's, there's a little stitcher component to the cold draw. I'll give that to Jonathan. So you're saying that packing the brown sugar changes the flavor of it? The whole monocular. monocular Jonathan action. just likes to pack. Yeah. It's usually fudge, but. <sighs> <laughs> brown sugar, packed or unpacked, doesn't change the flavor, Ed Sullivan. It's the kind of brown sugar. There's granulated brown sugar that does not pack, and then there's the brown sugar that does pack the clumpy one the clumpy one and i wanted everyone to know it was the clumpy one i was talking about i see well thanks for the clar clarification on that and smaller cigars are not stronger is that your contention i am not contending any longer on this matter until the uh may 29th show or whenever the hell it is 26th when we go over it in detail painstaking detail and he's picking that date because i will not be here for that show so i will not be calling him out on it, but I will give the information to Barry so that he can... Uh... The information to Barry. The, <laughs> the fake news? <laughs> what, what exactly are you going to give to Barry? I have proof. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that. I'm going to question your proof. Guardian of the Farm. Guardian of the Farm? Is, is actually a, a dog. It's a group of dogs. It's, there's uh, at least four dogs that guard the farm. Uh, the Aganorsa Farms, which is part of Casa Fernandez, and each size in the Guardian of the Farm is named after one of those dogs. Ah. So you got the Rambo, you got the JJ, you got the Campion, and you got the Apollo. And they guard the farm so nobody comes and steals the leaves or the seeds or whatever. One of the dogs has a correct a different name. What's with that? It has a Spanish name, Campion. I don't like that. I Why want not? all the dogs to have either all Spanish names or all be named after movies, not mixing hodgepodge. I'd like it to be like Rambo 1, 2, 3, 4. No, but they're not your dogs. And who See, I would think Rambo would be Spanish as well as English because they're not going to change the name of the movie. It was the name of a person. Are they bulldogs, though? Uh, I honestly, I have no clue yeah. what type of dog they are. If you look at the picture on the band, it looks like it is a bulldog. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And a collaboration. And a collaboration. Between a, between a manufacturer. Actually, a manufacturer's son and Kyle Gellis. Which is a brand owner. Correct. From a different, owns their own separate company. Correct. Which is getting us to today's subject. If we're talking about today, who belongs on the Mount Rushmore of cigars? Would it be, and, and we know Mount Rushmore, you know, the regular Mount Rushmore, um, but would it be the cigar brand owner, because it's the person, right? That's what you'd probably think of being on a Mount Rushmore. The manufacturer who makes the cigar, who is not the brand owner but makes the cigar, would it be the marketer, somebody marketing the brand, or would it be the cigar itself? So let's take this into, into different sub subgroups along the way. Let's talk about 
the brand owner versus the manufacturer, right? So today's cigar uh, is made by Casa Fernandez, a big company that makes cigars. And they make a cigar for Warp Cigars. That's Kyle's company. Correct. Now, this cigar is made by Casa Fernandez in conjunction with Warped, but distributed by Casa Fernandez. Correct. Our friend Terrence Riley, and, sales manager. And Warped must get some money for it. Uh, I would assume there would be some kind of joint sharing in the profits since it is a collaboration. So Casa Fernandez is an interesting company. Those that are listening to it, maybe you don't know who Casa Fernandez is. They're a great cigar tobacco grower, great cigar manufacturer. They make brands such as Elysion, for instance. Brands that they, and, and everything from Warped, right? Everything. I believe so. Uh, now, there's one line that is actually made by uh, Titan the Bronze in Miami. Okay. Um, Casa Fernandez has brands of their own, but they're pretty not very well known in the in the cigar industry. It doesn't roll off the tongue of what, and you see a lot of that that happens out there, that the manufacturer is not as well known, even when they have their own brands. Their brands may not even be as popular as the brands they make for somebody else. And I had an argument with the manufacturer years ago that they made a brand for somebody else, and they said, why is that brand outselling my brand? Don't you think I use the better product in my own, and there's not another price increase involved in it. Mine is a better value. Why are they buying there? And my argument is that the brand owner is a better marketer for the brand than. And we see that starting to change with Casa Fernandez out at Terrence Riley's part of the That's team. why he's there. Yep. To and see if he can end up changing yep. that. What's happening? Uh, we saw that with. Um, Don Pepin Garcia making cigars for Tatuaje. Nobody knew who Don, Ga uh, Don Pepin was. Uh, and lots of people over the years that the manufacturer would be little unknown. But they're the ones that actually make the cigar. So if we're talking about a um, Mount Rushmore of cigars, you know, who's the person on there? Is it the marketer, the brand owner? Is it the manufacturer, the factory at itself who's the one because if you look at mount rushmore um a sculpture carved from granite in uh, mount rushmore of um, south dakota the, it was created and designed um between 1927 and 1941 and 60 foot sculpture with the heads of four united states presidents uh george washington the father of our country. So this is important to know because we're trying to make, do the Mount Rushmore of cigars. Uh, the father of our country, Thomas Jefferson, Theodore Roosevelt, and Abraham Lincoln. If this was the cigar industry, we're building the Mount Rushmore of it, who should those people be that are on there? Or should it not be, it's the cigar industry, should it be the cigars itself? So um, another uh company I'll make the argument with that the brand owners are more prevalent than the factory itself would be Steve Saka, Omar DeFrias, Drew Estates, um, better known than Hoy de Nicaragua, who's now a 50-year-old company making Hoy de Nicaragua, more popular than the brand itself that the factory makes, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. you, you find the people that ask if you're carrying Hoy de Nicaragua tend to be other manufacturers that are looking for a certain flavor and that's what they want and they know that they're going to get that. But as far as regular people walking in off the street, you almost never hear 
played in Nicaragua mentioned. Yeah. 50 years old it's been. It's I've, I've, so, I've said to people, you know, that are looking at Fratello, this is manufactured at Hoyt in Nicaragua, and they go, who? Yeah. The, the first factory in Nicaragua. Right, yeah. The first <laughs> been person to do it. Um, and nobody knows who uh, Alejandro Cuenca is. Right. But he's the head of Hoya de Nicaragua. Right. But nobody's ever bought it to him. He ran for president of Nicaragua, yep. and he's a doctor, and he's very important. But and he nobody's have marketed him. Yep. Correct. Nobody's ever marketed him. I mean, you would think there would be some marketing behind him, especially with everything behind, going on with FDA. Here's a doctor right. in the industry. Yeah. And I think Hoya dropped the ball on that. No, I think, I think because you're dealing at the factory level, you're dealing with farmers and you're dealing with people that ferment tobacco. This is what they live and breathe to do. This is not only their job, but it's their passion. These people aren't looking on Facebook to see what the next big trend is. They're worried about what the next, how can I get this tobacco to ferment a little faster without rain, sacrificing. How much rain is coming. Exactly. Yeah. Do I problems. need to add micronutrients to the soil? You know, this is what they obsess about day in and day out. Well, and they all make great cigars, but, and they make great cigars for themselves. Right. But they don't market themselves properly, and they're not going to be well-known. So you, we can't have a Mount Rushmore of cigars and nobody know who's, who's up there. Right. You know, so that's the idea. Behind. And you can worry about the nutrients and what have you and still market yourself. We could, you know, look at Nick Perdomo. He's marketed himself and he's still worrying about the nutrients right. and everything in the soil. So I don't buy that as a valid excuse for. And I'll, I'll tell you, quite the opposite happens with him that he makes cigars for other people. Hmm. And nobody knows what those cigars are. The very little known brands hmm. that are out there that, you know, not that he does a lot out there, but he does some. And it's you know, little known of that, and right. the big name becomes his. So there's the opposite that happens there. Placencia, finally some recognition on the, the brand Placencia of who they are. Um, but Alec Bradley was getting more recognition a than lot Placencia, more, yes. along with a lot of people um, over the years. Um, Aging Room. Aging Room brought Hochi Blanco out in the open. Well, you've known Hochi for 20 years now. And he's the man. I mean, he makes a lot of cigars for a lot of people, a lot of cigars that get a lot of popularity. And and he always made cigars, yeah. but he got no recognition. And then finally, the people at Aging Room started actually using his name, uh, Tobacalera Palmas, right? Right. In, in the factory, too. And then he launched La Galera. Uh, he bought that Indian head uh, Indian company. Indian head tobacco. Yeah, yep. to get some old brand names. Um Taranio, Taranio is another one. Uh, um, CAO was big in the 90s. Um, I mentioned, uh, you know, somebody that made the cigar for someone else. Take Nick Perdomo back in the 90s. Right. Nick Perdomo made CAO. Right, and one yeah. of the big ones was, was the anniversary. Uh, right, yeah. and CAO was more known. Um, and, I, and, and if I was to pick one of the top marketing companies of all time, um, when that was family-owned, CAO was the one, a little company that marketed the hell out of their cigars. Mm -hmm. And the guys from... Um, um, Crown Heads. Crown Heads, yeah, mm -hmm. actually worked uh, for them. Yeah, John Huber is a marketing machine. Yeah. Does he get considered? Well, he was a marketing machine for them, <laughs> but I don't think he's such a marketing machine for his own brand. He, he, he's not getting the accolades. That right, he's CAO. not getting the same play that he used to with right. CAO. And I, maybe CAO had a bigger budget to be able to do the things, and he, he doesn't have the budget for it. I don't know. But uh, Crown Heads made, you know, take that to another level. The Crown Heads 
had their first cigar made by Ernesto Carrillo. Mm -hmm. Ernesto Carrillo, famous from the Gloria Cubana, but he goes off on his own and does EPC cigars. And the accolades actually went to Crown Heads. Was he famous for that product, or was the product famous and a few people kind of knew that he made it? Because it's not like EPC cigars took off like a rocket like you would expect. George Padron sells his company right now. Let's yeah. go into my fictitious world. Mm -hmm. Davidoff buys out George Padron, right? Now, George Padron has a three-year non-compete. Three years from now, he comes out with a cigar. It's not called Padron, but he's making it. Nothing. Everybody's buying it. No way. Everybody's buying it. No, there's so many factors that you got to take into consideration. What does he call it? Doesn't matter. If it rolls off the tongue like Padron, maybe he has a chance. Rolls off the tongue. But if he takes, you know. Nobody even knows how to pronounce it half the time when they walk in. Padron. You know, he takes Patron. something. He calls it something like Azuga, which is sugar. Nobody's going to say that. It's not going to roll off the tongue. It's not going to have that marketability. Sometimes, Everybody knows. Sometimes there's a not lot. a lot of marketing going on with Padron no, in the first place. No, I think the name, it, it speaks for itself. They're all marketing. They don't have a sales staff hitting the ground, but they, what, what brand in our shop right now is better known than Padron in the United States, which is where this fictitious Mount Rushmore is going to go? They've probably had more top five rankings across the industry in the last 20 years than anybody else, and that plays into yeah. it. So you would need 20 years They're of not the same come, love. I don't, I, you, know, you, you see people get out of this industry and get back in, in the industry, and the closest to say – with success is going to be um, Christian Aroa. He's in one of my lists. He's, he's the closest one to make a major comeback. And not quite there to where he was, for sure. Not, not yet. Um, but usually it's a swing and a miss on the second time around. A lot of reasons behind that and stuff. But part of it, it becomes the cigar itself that's known, not the person. We, the people listening to the show are pretty much cigar geeks. They're in, interested in talking about cigars. Right. Um, so they know a little more than the average person. But you know the average person. You work in retail. Do they know who these players are? The regular person in the shop knows who George Padron is. Half, yeah. of, them, half of them believe that Arturo Fuente is a real person that they've met. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, may have met Arturo Fuente III, who runs the Fuente store in Ybor City. Yeah. You may have met him, but that is not Arturo Fuente. Right. I don't know if the average customer can name a member of the Padron family. You know, we know George Padron because we're in the industry. You know, we know Orlando Padron because we're in the yeah. industry. Can the average guy walking in the store, if you go up to him, name somebody in the Padron family? Let's can ask him right somebody? now. Uh, Johnny, uh, who's the head of Padron but, Cigars But right see, now? Johnny's a cigar geek. Yeah. Thank you. He but says he's Jorge a cigar Padron. geek. He's, he's, he lives right. it and loves he's, it. He's not that geeky about cigars. He he's sitting here his, watching the show. You, he's should geeky. See his, you should see his meat collection. It's very impressive. I'm going to leave that one alone. It's too easy. He does surf and turf. So saying that, can it be that the brand owner is on the Mount Rushmore of cigars? Can it possibly be? Because you're not going to know who they are. I'm going to say the people that are on the actual Mount Rushmore were not the brand owners of the United States. They were the leaders. They were. So the person that does, if you were going to have well, a definitive you, cigar. You could say George Washington was the founder of this country. He wasn't the founder of the country. There were 13, 14 other guys that had to do with that. 
he's he's the one who said, all right, we're going to throw all this tea in the ocean and we're going to form a new country. No, there was there was a, a movement. He just happened to end up being the general first and then did such a good job. They elected him president almost like, three times. Are you by saying the way. it was a George Soros behind him back in the day? I have no comment. I'm not going down <laughs> any rabbit holes with you. Because you can't win it. <laughs> Brand owner, the cigar itself, or the guy that makes the cigar, which is really more important. If the think. brand owner is the guy who makes the cigar, that's your Mount Rushmore, in my opinion. If, that's, if they're the same guy, there's your Mount Rushmore. Yeah, he's going to have to need it all. You can't be, and, and uh, I like Dion Giolito just fine, but Dion Giolito couldn't be the guy because he doesn't own a factory. He's not fermenting tobacco. He's, he's the brand owner, and he owns a cigar shop, and nice man. He's just a private label brand for him. He can't be on the Mount Rushmore. No matter how popular his cigars are, he can't do it. Do you agree with For that? the most part, I agree with it. Name yeah. one person that has a private label that should be. I would, I would make an argument, and I'm going to hold it back for a little bit later, but I would make an argument that somebody who didn't own a farm and got his start is worthy of being on Mount Rushmore. Is this going to be part of your Skip Martin love fest? No, it's not Skip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are you Ed finding Sullivan, a way to work him in? You're not chiming in here at all, Ed Sullivan. So brand owner, manufacturer of it, or is it the cigar itself? Oh, not the cigar itself. That it looked crappy on a mountain. I think it'd look awesome with the big bands well, on the Not mo- to mention the crop changes. So you'd have I, to say, you'd have to say uh, Camacho gonna, Liberty 2007, specifically the barber pole, that is on Mount Rushmore. You can make an argument, greatest barber pole of all time. You could make that argument, mm-hmm. and I would agree with you, by the way. But uh, but I don't think a cigar belongs. On they Mount can't Rushmore. make they can't make that this cigar the, again. This is the Mount Rushmore of cigars, and for me, that's an entire industry. It, it could be a farmer, it could be a brand owner, it could, could be it a marketer. Could it, could it be all different people? Yeah, I, yes, in, in my Mount so, Rushmore, it is. So there's four different people, and there's four different things that are up there. No, Could it's it got to be a theme. They're presidents of the United States. So these are all <laughs> manufacturers or brand owners but I, or cigars. I, I don't think that's necessarily true. I mean, I'm looking for people that had the greatest level of influence, yeah, regardless go. of what their yep. job was. Did they change this industry? People that changed this industry? Yep. Well, a cigar can't change the industry, can you it? Ma- you can make an individual monument for the cigar, like Washington Monument. You can, you can have four Washington monuments in the shape of a cigar around the country, totally different topics. Do anything, it's a totally different <laughs> yeah. subject. We're looking for the Mount Rushmore of cigars. But the Mount Rushmore to me is people. All right, we're going to get into that. Early thoughts here on the Guardian of the Farm. I'm not paying attention to it. I'm aggravated now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, take a few puffs and you go first, Ed Sullivan. I figured this would this would heat up to to uh, to geeky people. It's like, you know, it's just you you're, you're asking questions just to piss me off is what you're doing. You're just like, <laughs> so I'm getting a little bit of cedar. There is some sweetness to it, almost like a caramel sweetness. You just don't want to say brown sugar. And I do not get any brown sugar. I'm just neg- I'm negative now. What is caramel? Is it brown sugar? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Usually a caramel will start with white sugar. It can be either a dry or a wet caramel, depending on whether you add water. But, but how uh, it's caramelized what color sugar. Does it, what color does it end up, Ed Sullivan? Brown sugar. 
I, I think you'd like it to be a toffee color. Or brown. <laughs> a sugar daddy? Well, a shade of brown, yes. Caramelized apples. Is sugar daddy a, just caramel? Yes. That I'm a fan of the sugar daddy. I like a sugar daddy. Yeah. Of course you do, Jonathan. Brown sugar has molasses <laughs> content in it, so it has a different flavor from a white sugar. <laughs> uh, I cracked myself up. It's got a little off to it, though. It does. It does. Retro Hale has a little bit of white pepper on it. Not that Jonathan would know, but it helps create some extra body to the cigar. Not that Jonathan would know because he didn't retro Hale not I one little bit. I in it. No. no, not doing this one yet. All right, let's uh, continue this argument when we come back. Uh, brand owners, are they innovators, marketers, or cigar manufacturers? Do they belong on the Mount Rushmore of cigars? Or the, or do the brands and the cigars themselves? We're live in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. This is David Garofalo, and you've heard me say it over and over again for many years. Please support your local cigar retailer. And I mean it. If you don't buy from them, they will go away, and then what? There'll be no place to go. That being said, sometimes you're far away from any cigar shops or a place that doesn't carry the stuff you've been hearing about and you want to try it. That's where TwoGuysCigars.com comes in. It's the number 2GuysCigars.com. And unlike most online cigar shops, at 2GuysCigars.com, you can buy a single cigar of whatever you want. You don't have to buy boxes or even five packs and suffer through cigars you might not even like. One of this and one of that is acceptable, appreciated, and commonplace at 2GuysCigars.com. That's the number 2GuysCigars.com. Thank you for your business. Ooh, we're going to have fun. When the Cigar Authority returns on the United Podcast Network. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up up the diamond crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman's Garco or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. 
always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Kristoff was pissed off, I was surprised. Kristoff cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Kristoff is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the Pissed Off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. Hi, this is Nestor Miranda from Miami Cigar, and you are listening to the Cigar Authority. And we are back, live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound Set, right above Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. Now in our ninth year, you can find the Cigar Authority on social media. Please be our friend. Subscribe to the show. Give us a five-star review. Welcome back to the Cigar Authority. We're talking about the Mount Rushmore of cigars. Should it be the manufacturer, the brand owner, the, peep, the brand itself, the cigar itself, or... Now we're going to switch it over to, and this, this conversation never stopped, by the way, even when we went to break, um, the innovator, the innovatives in the cigar industry. 
which is really what the Mount Rushmore would be. The, the, the people that are there on the Mount Rushmore really made a difference into this country, right? Mm. How about the cigar people that made a difference? And that doesn't even mean it doesn't even have to be a brand owner. Maybe it would be, let me make the argument of somebody like Marvin Shankin, who did Cigar Aficionado yeah. magazine, right? All right, could, you have could, a good could, argument there. Yeah. You have a good argument. Could it be the Cigar Authority? No. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you know, think outside the box of this. We only have one shot of putting this thing together. Everything. Well, we have an be. infinite number of shots because it's it's not chiseled in stone. <laughs> That's right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Nor will it be. No. All the guys are out back, ready to work. They're they're ready with their pick and shovels and ready to go. How, how do you how do you do that anyway? The the one that was in New Hampshire was the face on the mountain, the old man on the mountain. They called it, and it was actually formed by itself. It's well, it was it. it was several rocks jutting out of the landscape, and if you stood in a certain spot, you it could see like it that. before one of the rocks fell. I think it was his nose or something. Yeah, and then it went straight mm -hmm. down, and now it's gone. Right. You know, you, it's still on our license plates. Though. You mentioned Marvin Shankin. Can you mention a retailer that changed the way business was done? Can you name a, a Lou Rothman? Yeah, J.R. Cigars, the guy that yeah. originally did J.R. Cigars, was, was he a help or hurt to the industry? Yeah, he, Either way you want to look at it, yeah, he changed, changed the it. way business was done. Yeah, yeah. And you can look at that as a, I look at it as a bad way. So. I'm proud of you because I thought for sure you were going to say Dave's name and I was just going to slap you. <laughs> How about, let's go to. Um, well, his anniversary parties have changed the way events are done, so. Yeah. Let's go to the, <laughs> the uh, Julius Caesar so. Newman. J.C. Mm. Newman. Mm. Okay, so they're innovators. Well, back in the day, right? Julius Caesar Newman himself wasn't that much of an innovator. Really, it would be his son Stanford that really changed the game. That they they have a whole section of their website dedicated to the Stanford years. Right. Almost 75 years of him working at the helm of that company, changing not just how that company did business, but changing cigars. Period. Right. So you, you look at a cigar now, 99% of all cigars you get have cellophane on them. They did that out of cleanliness. Correct. Right? People touching it. That, they invented that whole process. And of ended, putting up, that. ended up saving on damages. And it, you know, an right. unintended consequence, but that ended up happening. Um, some cigars, almost all the Fuente brands, along with other brands that are out there that use Cameroon wrapper, they invented it. They went to Cameroon, Africa. They didn't invent it, but they found it and yeah, brought it, it to the country. I mean, in the Dominican Republic, the first company to ever use Cameroon was 1903. It was La Aurora when they were officially born, and they are the first cigar factory in the Dominican Republic. Yeah. So you could say the use of Cameroon goes back to uh, the Leon family. No, I think it was actually Fuente. Did they do it here in the U.S.? Yeah, um, Stanford Newman is credited in the U.S. as okay. bringing, those, okay. bringing that wrapper to right. cigars right. smoked in the U.S. Okay. It's a boy and girl cigar, which made cigars become a celebrity, you know, celebratory, celebratory item. item. So you'd have a baby, and then there'd be, it's a boy and girl cigars that were created, and that was the... Well, uh, you'd buy a box of cigars back then anyways. It, that would be what you did, but this just made it so that regular people that weren't cigar smokers would... Okay, it's a boy, it's a girl, it's yeah, but specific. Saying it, but it's time to celebrate, right? and we're going to celebrate with a cigar. I mean, let, let's assume somebody else came out with um, the celebration of, you, you know, you got a cup of coffee or something to celebrate. Uh, champagne is a ce ce celebratory uh, item, right? 
you, you open a bottle of champagne yep. if you're celebrating, and you have a cigar if you're celebrating. They're the ones that turn mm. uh, cigars into that. Zeno Davidoff. Zeno Davidoff, who was a retailer, not a manufacturer, uh, became a brand <coughs> owner, but was a retailer. Um, he may be deserving to be on there because he created cigars into a luxury item. Yeah. It became a luxury item at that point, and he created the tabletop humidor for your house. So people would buy lots of cigars instead of going to the cigar store to get a cigar. That's game-changing. Now you get them, and you have cigars at your home, too, and change the whole world at that point. So major innovators mm -hmm. that may but be the right person on there. You could make an argument for um, Hendrik Kellner who hybrided San Vicente tobacco. Dominican tobacco tends to be on the drying side. He creates this tobacco that stimulates the glands in your mouth so that you have a more moist experience while you're smoking a Dominican cigar. The problem, I'd say, with that is they're the only ones that use it. So he, they, they have a, like the 702 wrapper, like San Vicente, the only people using it is them. They haven't changed the world. They changed their brand to be different than other people's. That would be my argument of okay. it, it didn't change the industry. It changed their brand, right? I gotcha. Um, Drew Estate, Jonathan Drew. Mm -hmm. Dramatic changes, right? Uh, I got a problem with that one, though, because... <laughs> infusion of cigars? Infusion of cigars in that manner, chem chemical infusion, we'll call it, because we know from the upsetters that uh, infusion dates back to the 1800s in Jamaica. They were really the first people to do it, but inf chemical infusion was really Lars Teton. Before Jonathan Drew. Yeah. Last he so did it first. He, I would, he would deserve to be on the Mount Rushmore, <laughs> not Jonathan Drew, and not taking nothing away from Jonathan Drew because he, he was a marketer. phenomenal marketer right. that brought that There's brand the to the masses. So if you're going to add somebody for marketing, he would he would be it, it, it's, it's a deserving. Big but this last heat that. I would say 99 out of 100 people have no idea who he is. Yeah, and it, you know, people argue that. Uh, that uh, Thomas Edison received credit for inventions that he didn't actually create. But, but, but nobody it, knows Lars Teton. Everybody knows Jonathan. Well, Curry. and here's the thing with Thomas Edison, that he owned, those people worked for him that created mm -hmm. it. So, of course, he gets the accolades for mm -hmm. it because he did it. So here it is, we're doing the Cigar Authority, and I own the Cigar Authority, and you guys are doing the work also. Uh, let's say I took a step back. I'd still get the accolades mm -hmm. of the Cigar Authority, but other people, you'd be in high. Well, Barry it. would be willing to give it to you anyways. Anyway, so that would be good. He's writing that so, down. <laughs> no, so yes, you got, Dave's you got, you got people. Less. Is that what you wrote? I got people chiming in with who they think belongs on the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Uh, we've had two people chime in so far. All right, so if you got anything, add it to us, because at the end of the show, we're going to end up putting this thing together and saying this is what it is, mm -hmm. and we are the Cigar Authority, so that's what it's going to become, right? <laughs> the guys are in the back ready to start chiseling this thing out, mm -hmm. so let's get to work on it, okay? So let's take uh, the ding-ding. It's time for the matchup of the week. The matchup of the week is brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Did he die Victor back Sinclair. there? What happened to him? There we go. It stands for Victor Sinclair Cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle? Um, would you rather, did we do this last week? No. Would you rather have hair nowhere on your body, Mr. Jonathan, or be very hairy all over and not be able to shave it? I'm going hairless. 
Is that because you went bald at a young age and you, I, you accepted it, but you, you must have been very bothered by it early I, on as a young man going bald? It all came out of spite. I was a break dancer, and I was busting out. I just got to my third head spin, and I, I fell into this. It used to cover the floor with plastic, uh, plastic paint, urethane, and it had chipped on the roller skating floor. And I was going into my third head spin and slid into the chip and severed a piece of my hairline off the very point of my head. Ripped it out? Ripped it out, and it never grew back in that spot. And my barber, who was my roommate, made fun of me for the last time. And I said, that's it. I'm never coming here again. And where is it? In the center of it? Or right there. Dead. I got But you had hair in the front of it and hair in the back? Everywhere. Just not, not there. Not usually where you start. Yeah, you see balling. male pattern baldness happens back here. And yeah. I had a little widow's peak, but it wasn't bad. And I'm like, I'm never going. Because your brother going... has here, your dad has here. Yeah. Hair. I'm never going here again. That's it. I'm bald, and I've been bald ever since. How old? That was 1920. 1920 <laughs> years old. Yeah, just. I got mad at my barber. Shaved it. So I'd go hairless. Eyebrows, everything. I don't need hair. Eyebrows. I shave yeah, my armpits you, anyways. You always have a mustache, beard. You got a little thing going on that I'm not crazy about right now. What, do you, what, this, what is is this is the prince. The prince. <laughs> <laughs> going prince. And Barry, who's bringing the mustache back, though, but last week you were, you were down to nothing. Yeah, I mean, Mexican I, hairless. I, yeah, I didn't like the way I looked hairless, but I would still choose to be hairless. You'd rather be hairless than... Yeah, I mean, I had to wear a Holter monitor a few weeks ago, tying into the cough and all that. I kind of liked it when the nurse shaved my chest. It kind of felt good. Really? Yeah. Well, someone was touching your nipples. <laughs> so I'm going to go hairless. Yeah? Ed Sullivan, are they crazy? No, they're right on because you would save on razor blades. I, could, I think because we're older, we don't care. Right. But as a young man, you know, that's why I'm questioning Jonathan at 19 years old. It had to be traumatic. Yeah, but you're talking. It wasn't traumatic. I was sick of getting made fun of. I, out of spite, I just said, screw you. I'll be bald now from now on. You're, you're talking hair everywhere. So you'd be Every basically a gorilla, right? No, I don't point. know about it's, hair everywhere. You said it. It's disfigurement at that point. You're not going to sign up for disfigurement. Just go hairless. A couple mean, people mistake you for a cancer patient, which would be unfortunate. But maybe you bring awareness to it. Eyebrows, everything. Whole thing. I'm, a, I'm in. Shave my eyebrows off right now. Got a razor? You know the story of the one eyebrow? We'll save that for another show. <laughs> Shave one eyebrow. My mom let her rest when in peace. I do know the story. When you're in Cuba? My mom let her rest in peace, was going out with her sister, my aunt, and uh, they weren't waiting for her to pluck her eyebrows, so she shaved them off and drew them on with a pencil, and they never grew back. Oh, my God. Yeah, so my mom wore eyebrow pencil all her life. Worth it. You could. The only thing about drawing your eyebrows on is what if you slip or someone hits your elbow and now you're angry all day? That's the. <laughs> yeah. Or completely See, I, I would get inquisitive. You don't think people would notice, but if you took your, shave your eyebrows out, people would look mm -hmm. at you like, what the hell's going on here? You I, could paint I would, on. I would tattoo them on. Yeah? Ooh. There are people that do that. I could really? tattoo the prince. <laughs> Probably hurt. I'm in. Yeah? Yeah. Face tattoos? You got a tattoo, right? I'm all about it. I have a tattoo. Barry's got a tattoo? I have a tattoo. Ed Sullivan, you got a tattoo? Yes, sir. You do? I'm the I'm tattooless. I want to know where Ed Sullivan's tattoo is. Oh, I bet you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll talk after the show. 
All right, I'll let, show you mine. Let's get back to this. Let's get back to um, who should be on this Mount Rushmore of cigars. So I'm going to ask a question from the chat room. Yeah. Chubno, Michael Howe says, what about somebody who influences cigars? Somebody, Absolutely. Somebody like Winston Churchill. Ah. Would he belong on the Mount Rushmore of cigars? Interesting. Had a cigar size named after him. Uh, he didn't change. Fidel Castro, he, he made some changes, but. I don't know. I, a person that's not making cigars, I don't think they belong on the, the Mount Rushmore. I, I remember, um, I think this year, that they had Cigar Aficionado was voting for the best cover they ever had. Mm-hmm. And it was old cigar smokers, famous cigar smokers. smokers yep. Then when you take something like Cigar Journal magazine, the people on there cover every single issue is the cigar maker. Right. Going back to Winston Churchill, that would be like saying because Arnold Schwarzenegger smoked cigars and was in the health industry that he belongs on the Mount Rushmore. Well, then you can make the argument about uh, George Burns always had a cigar in his mouth. Famous cigar people. Yep. Famous cigar people. Or when Cigar Aficionado first came out, it used to be cigars on the cover. And they'd have a picture of a cigar. And that went, ended up going away and went to the celebrity. Right. Non-cigar celebrity. Just a celebrity who smokes cigars. And then, you, you, again, you got Cigar uh, Journal that ends up having the cigar manufacturers and the cigar brand owners and makers, more important, is what they're saying. The they true are. cigar liberty. Yeah. And then you got magazines that have pretty girls on it yeah. that, that holding a cigar. Right. You got Cigar Stomp that you're not sure if it's Playboy or a cigar magazine. There we go. Eric Calvino, I said that, not Dave. There we go. <laughs> Send your hate mail to him. No, but everybody has their different thoughts of what's more important in the mm-hmm. cigar industry. So if we're making a Mount Rushmore of cigars. Well, I, you could make an argument, I guess, and you have it listed here. So Macanudo has probably brought more cigar smokers to the game than any other brand. Yeah, so now here's the brands, right? But does that qualify it to be on Mount Rushmore because it's not? It, there's no geek factor whatsoever and – but it would be recognizable. People would know it. You, do you think it's the most recognized cigar brand? The problem that cigar brands have is, and I make, make the argument back and forth, that it's hot right now, and then the next thing you know, nobody even knows what it is. It's just amazing going through my old my humidor sure. of old things that I collected and the first things of this and this. And, you know, I bring a box out, and it's like this was the hottest thing at one time, and I don't even know what it is. Right. You know? That's crazy. This thing was the hottest brand going, and nobody even knows what the cigar is because that changes over time. George Washington doesn't change over time. Abraham Lincoln doesn't change over time. This is, you know, they deservingly to be on there. So maybe a brand like Macanudo, which was the number one cigar, it's not anymore. It's Romeo and Juliet. Take Romeo and Juliet. This is in the U.S. Doesn't belong on there because Romeo and Juliet is just a carbon copy of a Cuban brand taking the name. That's all it is, is ripping off the name, basically. Uh, it's happening there. Same as Monte Cristo. Now you take Davidoff, who became a cigar brand before anything else. Then they became Davidoff Perfume and Davidoff Leather Goods and Davidoff other things. But actually started as the cigar. Right. Maybe deserving to be on there because... It was a Cuban originally, wasn't it? Yep. And then it became... Yep. It was a person who had owned a cigar store. So it was named after that person, Zeno Davidoff, and then went from there. An original private label. Can we make Correct. that argument? Correct. Really a double private label because you also have Zeno, which fits under that, his first name. So we went to break. 
the argument starts talking about the person or the brand, right. you take a Toro Fuente, the brand, very recognizable. Very. Is a Toro Fuente, the person, recognizable? Would you know what he even looked like? No. I say now you know what, what Carlos Fuente looks like. Well, you're saying Carlos Fuente, mm-hmm. but Carlos Fuente is a third generation of a Toro Fuente, the cigar brand. What is it? Is it Carlos Fuente? It's an argument. There's a whole bunch yeah. of them here. But I think nowadays he's more recognizable because the magazine ads have become less about the cigars but more about the brand owners. So you saw... And you look at Lido on a horse. You look at the, uh, the phenomenal So there's marketing. There's advertising and marketing. Yeah. Um, we saw on uh, Fox News, Rocky Patel was mm-hmm. speaking on behalf of the cigar industry. Right. And the, the interview started as the most famous person in the cigar industry... Rocky Patel from Rocky Patel Cigars. I, I couldn't argue that. No. And I, I got notes on this later, but yeah. you, you, if there was going to be one person that I would say I would make an exception for in my rules of you have to be a manufacturer and the cigar liberty would be Rocky Patel because of what he's done to help the entire industry. Nobody is in Washington more often than he is. But we're talking the brand itself now. Because he's famous, you put the brand Rocky Patel up there and people say... Well, you can, I mean, you got five, six brands that everybody that walks in is going to recognize, and Rocky Patel is one of them. And but, never he, mispronounced, by the way. Right? Macanudo gets mispronounced. Yeah. Wasn't Romeo a, gets mispronounced. Wasn't a lot of Rocky Patel. cigars made by Placencia, so... Yep. And they still are, I believe, yeah. some of them. So can we say he's a brand, uh, a manufacturer? He has cigars made for owner. him. He's, he's a, a brand, brand owner. owner. He's a brand owner. Nobody knows him as a factory owner. And, you know, there he is blending the cigars or anything. Yeah. There's people behind him. You know, he's like, yeah. um, what would you say, uh, Thomas Jefferson. That has people working for him, but he gets recognition for uh, Edison. Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison, yeah. Just, you know, sliding back just though to innovators, we didn't think it was possible for a new idea to come up, but we can argue Oscar Valadares is an innovator or Jim Robinson's the innovator for using a leaf instead of a cello. Wrapping it around it. It did not, get, it did not catch on, though. Besides them, right. you don't see anybody doing it. Well, yeah. So they, you, did it for them, they did it for themselves, uh, like the uh, 702 rapper, like, sure. like San Vincente. I, they Maybe. trademarked the process, so that could be part of the issue why nobody else is doing well, that, it. Well, now you don't get on the Mount Rushmore because mm-hmm. you trademarked it. You know? <laughs> so the chisel, the Fleur Dominicana mm-hmm. chisel can't be on there either because nobody's copying it because you can't. Well, I mean, the, you right. could have a whole other Rushmore of, of things like the chisel, like Kalanok. Yeah, but we're only doing one. Kilo. Yeah. I, you, want, you want to build monuments and all this stuff. We got one. We got one rock to there's, deal with. There's here. plenty of mountains we it, can chisel stuff into all of it's them. It's not like George Washington trademarked freedom or something. Right? <laughs> it's, you can't go trademarking and be the father of our country. That's why he's there, right? He's the first. The acid. More people know acid cigars than anything else. It's popular. No, not more people know it than anybody else, but it's popular. They're up there with the. I would say the Acid brand may be one of the biggest selling brand names than any other brand. Maybe think, even more than Romeo and Juliet. I think Acid helped revolutionize the cigar industry by bringing a whole bunch of new well, cigars Well, and you could argue the, the Macanudo effect where they brought a lot of people to the game. 
Yep. Then you have Oliva, Padron, Avo, major brands that people would recognize. Mm -hmm. A lot of people would recognize, although people say Avo wrong and Oliva wrong. Uh, Padron, they don't say wrong, like, like uh, Barry mentioned. Mm -hmm. Partagas, an old brand. Not that it does big or anything like that, but Partagas Cuban, what uh, John F. Kennedy smoked, if you're going to add people that are going to be on the Mount Rushmore, John F. Kennedy would be another yep. cigar celebrity, right? Uh, Perdomo, Camacho. Uh, how about Cohiba, the brand Cohiba? I would say, sing singly, the most recognized brand in yep. the world. The I Cuban version yep. of it, right? The Cuban version yep. with the yellow and the black, that that iconic symbol or something uh, – Actually, if you go down to Marianne's restaurant on the wall, it's a 50s restaurant. They got all kinds of 50s things. There's a, a band of Cohiba Lodge. People yeah, go on vacation. They're going to bring back cigars for somebody. The one thing they know is the Cohiba, even though they're going to bring back a fake. Right. But it's the brand that people know that don't know cigars. Yep. Um, La Gloria Cubana, La Flor Dominicana, mm -hmm. Byron. Uh, you mentioned, there's lots of others. You mentioned yesterday El Producto. Right. So if you said to people that didn't smoke cigars, you're at the train station and you said, Padron, what is it? I have no idea. El Producto, what is it? It's a cigar. They right? Would know. Yep. They would know. Would there be anything stronger than El Producto? If you said Cohiba, they would say it's a cigar probably, right? Yep. But I don't think it comes to the mind of people right away. If you're going to name somebody and name 10 cigars they helped create this cigar industry, I don't know how many people would actually name El Producto. More important than that, I think we've glossed over something. Tiama would be mentioned. Who goes to the friggin' train station? Well, if, if <laughs> I talk to eight people. I said if I went to the train. No, there's a lot of people going to the trains. It's just not us because we don't have any here in New Hampshire. But um, the domestic cigars, by the way, sell 100 to 1, right? Yep. So there's more people smoking White Owls and Swisher and El Producto. So if it's going to be the cigar, time. it has to be them, is your argument. They deserve a spot, at the very least, unless you said this is the uh, Mount Rushmore of premium cigars, but we said cigars. You make a good point. So we talked about a lot of people that left Cuba. What about somebody who stayed in Cuba, like Alejandro Robena? The Robena brand? Or the person himself. The person, person. himself. He, you know, not Farmer. so much, not so much in the U.S. because you know Cuban cigars weren't here. But he was really Cuban brand ambassador for a while, traveling the world. Um, he's a farmer who made really only wrapper leaf. Not Spe true. Specifically, he made the wrapper leaf for the Cohiba brand. Yeah, it's all not true. This is the problem too. Is his historical information N nobody grows rapper leaf you try to grow rapper leaf but you grow tobacco and some of it becomes rapper leaf and some of it becomes binder and some of it becomes filler it, you know there's not a rapper leaf seed let me grow rapper leaf joe gut goes what about the person that creates the look of a brand somebody that's the artist that creates the look and feel of a, a particular section of the industry a guy like nelson alfonso so Joe Gutt goes, does the, does the artist that's responsible for the brand recognition get considered? He's, he's the, not, not even the innovator. He's the marketer, mm -hmm. right? That's a marketing move of design. Sure. Probably not. 
maybe the you know who's the guy that invented the original Cohiba band? And I have a, a display in my office of all the different changes that happened. Yeah. You look at the old original Cohiba. Look nothing like what Cohiba looks like today. Those innovations have have changed as it went on. When it became that square, um, gold and white and black look to it, um, that guy, that stuck, whatever that was, and who is that guy? He, that guy worked for, for Cuba, right? and again, that becomes Fidel Castro. So we'll get into all the guys and who the people are, uh, and we're going to keep going on this, um, but let's talk again about this guarding in the farm. Stronger than I thought it was going to be. See, I have it labeled on the higher end, the medium, lower end, the full. It's nutty. There's caramel. Some cin cinnamon has developed on the on the retrohale, and even on the aroma, the rusting smoke has some of that cinnamon in it. The rusting smoke, the aroma coming off of it, has that cinnamon feel. Now that I could say it, I'm going to say it all the time. Here we go. <laughs> the rusting smoke. Yes. I think you made made a, a, up a new category right there. The oh, the resting smoke. The aroma of a cigar when it's sitting. Do a little, little to your nose. A little to your nose just to get that. Just a little. Come on. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it went right there and I'm, I could feel it. No. It's not happening. Yeah, I would say it's not extremely full-bodied, but it's getting there. Yeah, it's on the, it's on the uh, upper end of medium for sure. Yeah, 1 to 10, it's a 6 or a 7. 6 being on the high end of medium, 7 being on the low end it's at of least full. A, it's at least an 8. It's surprisingly an eight. Looking at this, it doesn't look like it's going to be full-bodied, but there's a lot going on here. All right, let's. Uh, that's Gotti in the farm. It's definitely box-worthy, in my opinion. Yeah, and they get some geeky size for you, Ed Sullivan. They do indeed. The yeah. Apollo, I like, and my favorite's the Rambo, which is uh, it's like a short Churchill. Yeah, a little too heavy for me. A little you? on the heavy side for me A little on the heavy well. side for you. But anyway, uh, good cigar either way. And it's by... Um, it's a joint collaboration yeah. between Kyle Gellis and Max Fernandez, Casa Fernandez, and Warp Cigars. Right. So it's a uh, tobacco grower and manufacturer, or is it the... now? And which one's going to help sell this? Mm. Is, it the, is it the manufacturer that's no, going to help? it's the hype guy that sells it. Really? Yeah, which is Warp Cigars, right? So somebody would say, oh, Warp makes that. Warp doesn't make it. It's Casa Fernandez, who actually is the one that sells it to us. But if you're going to market this thing, Warp is, I believe we saw this. Did we see this at the Warp booth? The Apollo size originally had a secondary band that said Selection de Warped. Okay. And that second band isn't being used right now. I've heard a story about it that I'm not going to repeat on the air out of respect, um, but it's just not being used right now. Yeah. Not, another uh, manufacturer I'll, I'll bring to mention that's, that's a perfect analogy for this is going to be uh, A.J. Fernandez. A.J. Fernandez, incredible cigar manufacturer. Yep. More popular, millions and millions of cigars he makes for other people, and they get mm -hmm. very popular. Mm -hmm. His regular brands, his brands or something, not so much. It's marketing. It's marketing. It's marketing, <coughs> and, and that's what the average person ends up knowing, the person that's marketing. Marketing, advertising, Well, Jose Dominguez is the same thing then. I right. Mean, Jose Dominguez makes millions and millions of cigars, a tenth of what comes in the United States. Right. And other than the donut commercial, no one knows <laughs> who the hell he is. 
And AJ Fernandez, you can make an argument for Innovator, too, with the Oval. Right. When that first came out, nobody knew it was AJ Fernandez. Nobody really knew who AJ Fernandez was, but he's begun marketing his name. So the marketing move now is going to become, and in talking to the company, the marketing move now is going to be to market the brand itself and not AJ Fernandez, Mm -hmm. because they market the hell out of AJ Fernandez, Mm -hmm. and they all end up saying his name on it and which one's which. What they have to do is market the brand itself. And make the brand popular. And if you want the brand to get on the Mount Rushmore cigars, that, the brand itself is that what matters. The move of somebody really looking to be acquired at that point, because you know you kind of have there's the, no, yeah, there's no value have, to the person. Yeah, you gone. have the Rocky Patel effect. His his company is useless without him, and this is why he's been pushing I, other people to be the front men because right. now I think he, he was in sellable. trouble years ago in that respect, but not anymore. The brand itself is stronger than Rocky Patel, the person. Yeah, he had to take and himself that, off the road for a bit. So the, the most important thing is your brand has to stand for itself. Nick Perdomo selling Nick Perdomo cigars is not going to be as, as big as Perdomo cigars itself. Right. The brand is bigger than the person itself. Mm-hmm. So maybe it has to be the brand that's on it as opposed to the person. Come on, I'm making a good argument here. Yeah, it's pretty your, good. your argument's decent, but mm-hmm. I would say you got something like Camacho, which... Uh, in the short time between the rebranding and no Christian Aroa died on the vine because it didn't have a Christian Aroa behind it. Then they brought some serious marketing involved with it with events, yeah. different pr- product design. Changed the brought, packaging. Brought it back alive. And rocked again. its world. Yeah. But that small amount of time, it would fall off the Mount Rushmore cigars for that kind of the dead period for Camacho. So something that's got some life to it. Okay, let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to put it all together. Uh, And we're going to smoke another cigar. Really, the cigar we're going to smoke is the Mount Rushmore of cigars. There's no doubt about it. Cigar news and no cheating today. Classic three-way, no cheating. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars, as Rafael Nodal has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Rafael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales, where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera, it will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX, all aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create 
this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at TwoGuysCigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast. Or better yet, Passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th Anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. 
Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar. Pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa Tobacco Farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba and after one light, this old school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family center company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop to shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is good smoke. This is the Cigar Authority. Smoke a cigar? Sure. The authority on everything cigar, in and out of the cigar industry. You'll get nothing and like it. With your host. You smoke vile cigars all day. David Garofalo. Oh, that's fine as long as you're imported. Mr. Jonathan. You should have caught me before my operation. Barry Stein. I never drink. Why? And Ed Sullivan. I might even lend you my lighter. So it's time to light them up. <laughs> Good. The Cigar Authority is here. You are finally done the show about nothing. Yes, we did. Welcome back, everybody. We're at hour number two, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Soundstage. Who belongs on the Mount Rushmore of cigars, the manufacturer, the brand owner, or the cigar itself? Or can it be any of them? Or can we mix them? No. We'll see. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its ninth year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast, awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar <coughs> Journal Magazine, awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog on thecigarauthority.com. So if you're talking about the Mount Rushmore of coffee names, this is the most wildest name of coffee I've ever heard of. This is out of Toledo, the Iron Bean Coffee Company, and the name of this particular coffee is Drink from the Skull of Your Enemy. Uh, It's a coffee company, and there's a lot of this going around in the coffee company worlds of roasters, is uh, retired military. Military veterans getting together and uh, having coffee brands, and many of them donate some of the proceeds back into helping military vets that have uh, post-traumatic stress disorder and the like. Uh, So this is the Iron Bean Coffee Company out of Toledo, Ohio. When I drink from a skull, I prefer it to be tequila. Yeah. Because Dan Dan Aykroyd has that bottle shaped like a skull. Yeah. Have you ever had that? Yes, I have. Yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> if it's alcohol, he's yeah. had it. He's tried it. Uh, nice. It's a bright coffee. Bright. Yeah. All right. So Very this sweet. is this is interesting. You sent out the uh, show notes early this week, Monday or so, right? Yeah. So I kind of scanned it, just mo- mostly looking to make sure that you didn't repeat any um, paragraphs from so looking for my mistakes as opposed to looking for what I'm trying to help to you. Thank you. Trying to help you because you forgot it. a couple weeks in a row. Yes, I so did. I said, this is my priority. I'm going to look and make sure he's not repeating paragraphs. You didn't. So you were good. Okay, I didn't really you. read the thing. So I start doing my show <laughs> prep didn't read it. And 
I'm like, all right, I'm going in a different direction than what I'm sure can they're we, going. Can, can we have a cigar first? Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. So this is the Mount Rushmore of cigars. You say, mm-hmm. is there a Mount Rushmore of cigars? This is it. Mm-hmm. And this was made years back. And, uh, Barry, tell us about it. Well, today's second cigar is Rushmore, and it was originally manufactured in the Dominican Republic by Tabacalera Palma. Now it's a for United cigar, and it was purchased from the cigar agency. The size is 6x52. It's a Torpedo, a.k.a. Washington. It features a Rosado wrapper over Pass Dominican binder audience. and fillers. A single cigar will set you back six nineteen, while a box of 20 is just one hundred nine ninety nine, which is a savings of just under $14.00 or 11% off the price of a single cigar at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. The name of the brand is Rushmore, and it has the picture of the Mount Rushmore Rushmore. on the band and on the cigar itself. Uh, As you say, this is the Torpedo Mm -hmm. in um, Dominican Republic. Before we cut and light it, the chat room wants to know if we have to come to an agreement on all four names before the show is over. Well, we if would so, like we're to. going five hours. Yeah, right. that's gonna, <laughs> that isn't going to happen. So maybe next week we'll give you the final thing, or if we get lucky, uh, we'll do it. I hope we do it. Uh, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality. Tradition and excellence. Excellence. Do you, do you get on the Mount Rushmore's of cigars for being a good value? Cold draw tastes like granite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Such a dink. laughs> and you had corn silk. Yes. Hundred percent. What is that? What's going it's on? the thing what that you- wraps the ear of corn. Have you ever made, uh, you know, the strings that get in stock? Yeah. Especially if you do corn on the grill. Yeah, I get it. It yeah. does. Nailed it, it. Is that the first time ever you've used that? I've never heard that before. Maybe. I don't know. Rudy would know. <laughs> you know you, you've gotten it stuck on the thing and you've had it. You've had it. Rudy will okay. chime in in about 30 seconds. <laughs> since a 30 there is a delay. delay. It, 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 it tastes like the corn boiling. Not cooking on the grill, but the corn boiling. Well, you, the way you would end up with corn silk is if you grilled the corn because you, you don't peel it. You just soak the corn. But it, 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 like it, it reminds wet. me of the aroma of when you're pulling back the corn silk to get to the corn. So Very interesting. That's a first, and I think you nailed it. I got to give it to you. Thank you. I hate to give it to you. So I know you, know you do. know it's real when I, I know do because I hate to. We're going to light our cigar today with the verdict. Uh, who is this? The Lotus Dominator. <laughs> Retails for sixty nine ninety nine. It features four jets, an easy striker, two bullet punches, a scissor cutter that flips out. This is the Swiss Army knife of lighters. It is the Lotus Dominator, retailing for sixty nine ninety nine. And I know what you're thinking. What's going on with that tank? This is the biggest ass of all the big ass tanks. It is. It's the Lotus Dominator. Pound for pound, it's got to be the best value. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is, this is, uh, it looks like it, you know, it fits in your hand good, but like it would be a hand lighter, but it's way too big, right? Yeah, I don't think you're carrying this in your pocket, but. Well, if you're good at a club, I'd keep it in my pocket to impress the ladies. Yeah. 
You're supposed to put it in your pants pocket, Barry, not your breast pocket. <laughs> okay. All right. So, George Washington, the founder of the country, what person or cigar should he represent? Well, I got two because you got the behind the scenes people who are really responsible for the cigar, and you've got the front men or the hype guy, the face of the company. So, for behind the scenes guy, really getting things kicked off when you're talking about chemically infused cigars, and that to me is Lars Teton. No one's going to know who he is. But doesn't matter. You'd have to dye this the rock is... to represent the red or purple hair, whatever his hair was, because he always had dyed hair. He's the modern guard, godfather of the infused cigar, in my opinion. So He is the godfather of infused cigars, but we're just talking about cigars. So yeah. you would go to that category? As a game changer? Deserving of being on Mount Rushmore? Yeah. Okay, I want to go next, only to argue that point with you. Okay. The answer is... The Tainio Indian. Oh, my God. You're ridiculous. The Tainio Indian who invented cigars, the father of cigars. They are the Americans, right? We're talking America where this, this Mount Rushmore of cigars is going because this is where it started. The Tainio Indian. Or you can say Christopher Columbus who discovered it, but it was the Tainio Indian that invented it. And I think I'm going to make a strong point that the Tainio Indian belongs on the Mount Rushmore of cigars. Out of the blue, nobody saw that coming. I just came up with it. It's the answer. Yeah, no. no. Nailed it. No. no. Ed Sullivan, help me here. No. I'm replacing Alejandro Robena with the Teno Indian. Yeah, because I got it. It's good, right? It is good. It's, it's for good. Me, for me, founder of the country, you got to go for the founder of a, of, of a cigar in a specific country. Um, he's not the founder. He's got, just the well, first he's president. The founder, so you got to go Fernando Leone, who was the founder of the first cigar company in DR, or you got to go the cigar the store Indian man, in the cigar Hoy store Indian, <laughs> the Tano Indian. What's more, is the founder of cigars. Oh my <sighs> God, I think I got it. I'm going to make this argument all the way through. It's the cigar store Indian, who's a Tano Indian. It's the Indian. My other front man is Stanford Newman that we talked about before, with so many firsts. Really a game changer for the, the wow, industry. Wow, you're just passing off on this. Both of uh, you is, no, Ed Sullivan, I brought him over. I took him over. You, didn't, you ain't bringing me over. Wow, it's a good one. Nobody knows it. Nobody. I'm smart, you're dumb. I'm big, you're little. I'm right, you're wrong. And there's nothing you can do about it. Correct. Correct. Everybody knows. Do about Everybody it. knows the cigar store Indian. It is the Tano Indian. You got a, a little teaching goes on, but you end up seeing that Indian that way. And you say, okay, this is cigars. I don't know. You're going to the Mount Rushmore of cigars. You're not going there to see an Indian carved out. They're the George Washington. Well, that's a weak argument, Barry, just for the record. But All right, keep going. Good. Barry, what do you got? For me, it's the founders, uh, either so you Fernando Leone or, or Cuenca from Hoya de Nicaragua, first cigar factory of Nicaragua, first cigar factory in the Dominican Republic. It has to be somebody who was a first. Well, they, they certainly weren't the first because cigars were selling in the 1800s. Modern cigar smoking, I'm going by. I'm not going well, by... George Washington was not modern. You know, who's the guy to sell the first, the first cigar in a, in a general store? Do we want to say him? Nobody well, knows that, who he is. Well, it's Red Anchor Cigars <laughs> out of Delft, Holland in 1717. I happen to know it. 
do you put Red Anchor cigars in there as the first branded cigar? Or do you go with Byron, Byron that has the first, first lithograph cigar band? Band yeah. with the name printed on it. You can make an argument, Lord Byron, a first. Why don't we just go with uh, Queen Elizabeth, who was the first to put a band on cigars, a silk band, so she didn't stain her gloves? I mean, it's just as ridiculous. No, you're not getting an Indian on the mountain. I disagree in yeah. a big way, man. You, you, you just me, made it up right you, now. But it was, it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> because as I read this, the Mount, the George Washington, the founder of this country, is on the Mount Rushmore. But he didn't invent countries. He's the founder. Who's the founder? He's of not cigars? the founder. He was the he was the general, and he was the first president. He was not the founder. There were many founders. We had many forefathers, as alluded to by Lincoln in his speech. Many of them. But that and, and he would he happened to be he, the guy who was elected president, because he was the most known and the most liked at the time. He's not. He didn't invent countries. He didn't invent the United States of America. He didn't even write. The Bill of Rights, none of it. He just, he was the president. He was elected. He was a general. How he was come a good you don't leader. see the pilgrims on the Mount Rushmore? You, if you were going to say you saw a pilgrim on the Mount Rushmore, now I would say Tiano Indians, they could be in. So go, you just made go a good argument to, for me. Thank go, you. Go back to the train station where everybody goes <laughs> and ask who's the founder of the country. There's 100 people. How many say George Washington? But the, how many of them would know who the Secretary well, of Defense is? But I mean, if you ask the cigar com- customer walking in the store who's the founder of cigars, nobody's going to go to Taino Indians. <laughs> yeah, your argument is weak. It's true, though. It's true, but it's weak. No, it's true, and it makes it stronger. You don't have to, you don't have to educate tr- an eighth grader that goes on a field trip to Mount Rushmore who George Washington is. On Mount is. Rushmore, the first guy you end up seeing is the cigar store Indian who happens to be a Taino Indian, and you see that. You know this is the Mount Rushmore of cigars because it's the cigar store Indian. It's weak. Oh, my God. I thought you guys would be no. all over. Are you fighting back because I'm so right and you're wrong? I just don't I'm think. I'm smart and you're dumb? I just don't think. <laughs> I just don't think that if you have to educate somebody on who goes on Mount Rushmore, that they deserve to be on Mount Rushmore. Ed, I, Ed, I think I hit hit a home run with this. I think you did. Yeah, you're at a 50-50 tie right now. So, A lot more than you guys got. You got we are the other half. Yes. Well, you, you, you're picking the same guy? Who are you no, picking? No, I'm one, picking it. It has to be a founder of a so modern-day cigar factory. Either Cuenca or, or I'm going to go Fernando Leone. 1903, first cigar factory to the Dominican Republic. He's not on my final four, but I'm going to say if he's representing the George Washington character, they has to go with somebody who was the founder All of right. a cigar so company. So are you on? You with him there? No. No. <laughs> okay, so I think we got 50 to 25, and who do you got? I'm going, uh, if I had to pick a George Washington, yeah. I'm going to say Stanford Newman. Face of the company in his day, 75 years all right, you, you think about guy. this while Barry tells us what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled N2-bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. 
And with TAA just two weeks away, some news about exclusive releases for members of the Tobacconist Association of America, stores like twoguyscigars.com. And a couple of the cigars of note were the Angel's Anvil 2018 from Crown Heads and the Euroa First 20 Diadema. Can't they, really, can they call it the Angel's Anvil 2018, or wouldn't it have to, at this point, be the Angel's Anvil well, because all, of... all they had to do was plan in advance and release the 2018 and 2016, and they can go ahead and re-release it. Okay, good point. Well, so did they Medicana do the next 30 years? The LFDTAA 50th two years ago, and it's going to come out this year. All right. Uh, time to heat up the rumor mill once again as Mike Bellady's MLB Cigars and Jose Cejas Matilda Cigars have taken distribution from Casada and will now handle their own new company called Cybol. Terrence Riley leaves. These guys leave. Something's up with Casada. Lastly, in Connecticut, the 2019 budget received a favorable recommendation from the Joint Committee on Finance. If the budget passes, the tax cap in the state, which is currently 50 cents, will be raised to $1.50. And mistake. that's what's up in the cigar world. I'm so contentious right now. <laughs> what's up in the cigar world was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is what's up. And our resident fact checker, Rudy from Canada, says you have never done corn silk before. All right. That it is a first. Yeah. Perfect. It's a first, and it was perfect. I could picture him there with a little notebook of things Jonathan's used no, looking for it. Rudy has Rudy has one of those minds that just he can he can remember things like that. Does Rudy belong on the Mount Rushmore cigars? He re- if the, More the than Mount the Tiano Indians the, do. He's the, on the Mount Rushmore of the Cigar Authority for sure. Uh, okay, Thomas Jefferson next. He was a landowner. He was a farmer. He was the author of the Declaration of Independence. What person or cigar would represent that person? All right, so we're on Jefferson. I got two. I Land, got one as... Land and farm owner. I got somebody. Behind the scenes guy is Nick Perdomo. Continued growth for more than 20 years. Uh, Jefferson, which you didn't mention was responsible for the purchase of the Louisiana Purchase, which doubled our size in one purchase as a country. That, to me, is Nick Perdomo. No one shows the amount of growth that he shows year after year. Facings for facings, consistency. He belongs there. And my other pick, also also having to do with growth, is um, the boys at Romacraft. I know Skip listens every week, and I was sure that you had him on your list somewhere, Barry. Uh, but in an industry that typically sees an overnight success of 10 years. They're not even they a were grandfathered at, in brand, I don't think. They're not, talk about founding father. I don't think they were even grandfathered in. They were hitting unbelievable numbers in just three years. I think that that they're is. A, they're a new, you know, and I wish them all luck in the world, but they're a new company. So I'm, I'm latching on to land and farm owner. And because of that, I'm going with Julio Aroa. He is taking Corojo from Cuba. He has grown it successfully in Honduras. He's a land and farm owner, so therefore, Julio Aroa. I'm going with Nestor Placencia, who I would say is the farmer's farmer. This is it. He's the biggest name in the farming world of of cigars. Now has his own brand, has tried it in the past, but I think he's got a, a home run with it now. He doesn't have... Everybody buys from him. Everybody. But he doesn't have everything in every category like Nick Perdomo does. 
he makes cigars, he grows cigars, and he, people buy he cigars from him. But he, he doesn't have he doesn't have the legacy where somebody walking in oh, off the street. Oh, he has much more of a legacy. No, than he Nick doesn't. Yeah, you, I, you, I'm someone walking Dave in off the street more. isn't going to say, uh, "You got any cigars made by Placencia?" But they will say, I, "I'm looking for Perdomo." I guarantee you, they'll ask for cigars made by Placencia. Yeah, but they don't know I, it. And I love Nick Perdomo. Nick Perdomo was a very good argument. But I have to ch- I have to change my answer and slide with Dave on this. Ah, I'm batting a thousand here. Five, I'm making good arguments. Five hundred. Switch somebody over. So I got fifty percent. Ed Sullivan. Unfortunately, he was also on my list. So I agree with you, Dave. Oh my God, seventy-five. Round nosing will get you everywhere. You suck. Seventy-five percent. I'm I, killing I, it. I knew Sullivan's list yesterday. He and was I'm doing on his this, list. I'm doing this on the fly. I'm making these – your mistake was gearing up for it. So you're trying to make the argument of where, you're, where you were at before you met with me and I made the argument. You have to actually come in, come in with this. You actually prepared for the show for the first time in a long time, which, which I don't want to stop you from doing because in any other show <laughs> it, would be, it would be awesome for you to do that. But this one actually hurts He's making you. an argument for not preparing itself, and I'd like you to mark that in its file, please. This would be please. the one show that three out of four, I think we have our first lock for somebody on the Mount I'm not saying Placencia doesn't belong on the Mount Rushmore of so cigars. There we go. We have he our does first not lock. belong as Jefferson is all I'm making the argument. Okay, right now I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. It's time for the Don Raphael Offer of the Day. Segway? I think yes. So Don Raphael <laughs> Offer of the Day brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, how much? We always hit when we, when we have the Segway, we have to bring it up because it impresses <laughs> us, ourselves. $10,000 to lick another person's vomit. If you toss your cookies when you do it, you get nothing. So now, you now instead of vomit, is there more cookies than liquid? It's a little I'm actually getting a little <laughs> queasy thinking about it. It's a little mixture of both. I have a very weak gag reflex. That's not what I, I heard. Got to take a lick like it's an ice cream cone. <laughs> Uh, and you get $10,000. I think for the first time in a long time. You've been waiting for this hot meal all day. Uh, <laughs> if I throw up on the show, it's your fault. Come wow. On, come on, a little corn chowder. <laughs> I'm aiming for Barry, though. 10000 No. I'm out. Yeah, no. Ed Sullivan, out. I don't even have to ask. <laughs> there, is there any amount of money? No. No. None? No. Really, some hundred thousand yeah, dollars no. or something. Uh, really? All right, I'll do it. If somebody pukes, it creates a a a. I would a, attempt it for. I'm gonna puke. I would attempt. So I couldn't even be near it without puking. I'd make the attempt at a hundred grand. I can't guarantee I wouldn't. But you puke would, right you would then and there. It? I would make the attempt. Really? Okay, that's gross. <laughs> Theodore Roosevelt, progressive movement, eliminating problems caused by industrialization, urbanization, immigration, and corruption in government. Who or what cigar would that represent, and who would you put in that place? I've gone first every time, so yeah. Barry's All right, there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at this. You know, I'm going by your descriptions, and I have two people for this, and I'm not going to lock into one. Okay. So progressive movement, I'm going to go with Jonathan Drew. He, he changed the way the cigar industry operates in my sense that they started to embrace the cigar geek. You know, his Liga Pravada, his Acid. You just change the way the cigar industry is. Now, if you're going to look at corruption in government, you've got to go Rocky Patel. 
because he's fighting, fighting yep. for us like nobody else. Yep. So those are my two picks that could replace Roosevelt. Yeah. Good All choices. Right. Good choices. You go next, Dave. I don't want to go next because no, of course you don't because right, you're going to say the wrong thing. No, again. because right now he he made a good argument, and I want to go to Rocky Patel in that case mm-hmm. for a, for a whole bunch of reasons. Rocky Patel is a good choice, but I don't want to lock it in case you or Ed have a better All choice. Right, I need Ed Sullivan to go next because I'm the guy that's going to end up putting somebody over the, over the limit here because I have nothing. Ed Sullivan, want, go ahead. Well, Barry swayed me with the Rocky Patel. Uh, you know, originally I don't think he was even on my mountain, but now he is. And I agree. That's where I'm at with that. Unless you come up with something way better than that, it's a pretty good choice. Well, I had him. Uh, oh, I can't even say that yet. Very, All right. Very, so very famous name. People know again, it coming in, like you said. It's got a lot of positive parts. I have Rocky Patel. I have two because I went at this from the makers or slash behind the scenes guys versus the front man and the hype guys or face of the company. Uh, and actually, my front guy is both. Uh, my first choice is Mike Cusano. Really? He changed how the back end of the cigar industry works, and now many other companies have gone that route as far as, as ordering, as far as distribution, as far as being able to take something from nothing. Yeah, but a consumer would never understand that. You went with Tiano Indians. The, you, the can't that Indian. you can't it's make that argument. You can't make that argument twice on both sides of it. So that's, that's my pick for behind the scenes that people may not know. But uh, as far as leadership goes, you can't go wrong with Jose Orlando Padron being able to lead an entire empire from behind the scenes from seed to smoke, no reps on the road, creating an empire, literally but just from a hammer. For, for his own brand. Didn't change the industry as a whole at all because nobody else did it. Everybody else has reps. Everybody else does the other thing. It's not like he ended up changing would be my argument to that. Does uh, that change what he said change you at all? Not at all. I, I totally tuned him out. That's how little. <laughs> that's how little it meant to me. Well, that's and Ed Sullivan. <laughs> uh, who, who did he? Pick, you know, who did he pick? There, there we go. Exactly. Exactly. Ah, uh, you guys suck so much. I'm going first on the next one. Yeah. Okay. So uh, up, up and coming shows here on the Cigar Authority. Um, uh, Next week, uh, April 21st, Nicaraguan tobacco and cigars we're going to talk about. And why are they number one? You might be surprised to know why they're number one. You may think you know why they're number one, but you may be surprised about that. Uh, We'll talk about that next week. The following week, fixing cigar lighters. Get your broken lighters out. Get a can of good butane and listen to the show. And Jonathan's going to walk us through how to properly use a lighter, how uh, to fix a lighter. He's going to go through all that. And the following week, uh, May 5th, I'll be back from TAA. And um, tickets will go on sale for the two guys' 33rd anniversary ticket. And uh, we'll be here, and there'll be a lot of people around and stuff. But we'll tell you about TAA and the new cigars coming out. So that's up-and-coming shows coming up. Looking at the clock right now, I think we should go to break. And when we do that, when we come back, we're going to find uh, who's the Abraham Lincoln. And uh, then we're going to put the whole Mount Rushmore together. We'll take a peek into the asylum and lots more. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network.
talk a little about Rough Rider cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice it's sweet like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Andullo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like TwoGuysCigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. It's time to light that cigar and stay tuned. Ooh. The Cigar Authority will be right back on the United Podcast Network. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food 
and usually donuts. I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. This is Jerry from Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority. And we're back, and we're putting together the Mount Rushmore's of Cigars. Welcome back to The Cigar Authority, everybody. We're on Abraham Lincoln. He preserved the union, abolished slavery, strengthened the federal government, modernized the economy. That's why he's on Mount Rushmore. We're doing the Mount Rushmore of Cigars. What cigar person or a cigar brand, or what would represent this the best? If we did the Mount Rushmore of ice cream, would Ben and Jerry both be on it? They should be, or they would be one together, and they would equal one person, because together they are one. Wouldn't you say? Moving right along. <laughs> um, I have uh, two, but I'm going in reverse order, so I'm going with my uh, front man or hype guy first. You would have the hoodie. You would have the push-up pop. Oh, my God. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, Lincoln being the great emancipator, uh, I would have to say Rocky Patel because no one spends more time trying to free us from the draconian guidelines that the government puts on us than Rocky Patel. So you're putting him on even though we put him on. We got three out of four. He's there anyway. But So, yeah. But then my other argument would be for Christian Aroa because not only did he build one company, cashed out, but he came back and... I think is going to be even bigger because now he's coming back with many other front men putting together other smaller companies under his umbrella. So I'm going to make the argument for Christian Aroa. So I'm latching on to abolished slavery. I'm changing that into abolished S-chip. Therefore, it's Nick Perdomo because he preserved my wallet. He yeah, abolished he the S-chip. And he modernized cigars fighting that whole taxation thing. It's not a bad argument. What do you got, Ed Sullivan? You got anything? Of course. Okay. You know, I'm pulling a wild card in here with Ernesto Carrillo because I think he was pretty pivotal, pivotal at a transition time in the industry. He was one of the early boutique guys as a start and really came through with a cigar that was somewhat, you wouldn't consider it strong now, but it was out of character for the time. So he, he helped transition to a more modern cigar era. It's interesting. Well, I got nothing that matches up with this at all. I have my four, but there's nothing that matches up to... My four are person. different than the matching up that we've done, just, just to throw that out there. That's okay. okay. That can be there. So let's start to put it together because we, uh, we're running out of time. So let's start putting it together. Can well, we've all agreed at some point that Rocky Patel deserves to be on there, right? Well, we've made the Maybe. argument of where they fit in, but do you believe Rocky Patel b- belongs on the Ra- Mount Rushmore of cigar? I'm on the fence. My first three are set in stone. My fourth choice, I could be swayed, and it would have, one of the choices would involve Rocky Patel. 
So he has a half a vote for Rocky Patel. I'm saying he deserves to be on there, Ed Sullivan. Does he deserve to be on there, Ed Sullivan? Yes. So even if we say no, he deserves to be on I there. will put him in as my fourth spot on the Mount Rushmore. So Rocky Patel is number one, and we can change it at the end, or we can make it last until next week and give the final answer or something. But for now, we have a somewhat agreement on that, that he's there for a whole bunch of reasons. Fighting the legislation, yeah. the name of the brand itself is the name mm -hmm. of that person. Everybody knows it. They say it by name. Mm -hmm. He's probably... Love or like the cigars, you have to respect the man. Right. Absolutely. Right. And, and uh, um, all right, so give me another one. For... Nick Perdomo? Love Nick, but not on my list. No, he, he no. didn't make my cut. No, it's not going to make it. Let's, uh, Ridiculous. Let's go something. for the number three slot, Nesta Placencia. Nesta Placencia is a tobacco farmer. I don't think a lot of people are going to know who he is. If, if, if he walked in the store right now and he came right in here, would anybody know him? No, but he's important to the cigar industry. Very important. And therefore, it's about Rushmore Cigars, importance, Nesta Placencia. And that was one to change. I thought Alejandro Vibania, but he didn't own the farm. It's owned by the Cuban government. Why give the Cubans any kind of props when they chase so many great cigar makers from the country? And that's where I changed one of my votes for Placencia from. I can get on board with Placencia, I guess. Ed Sullivan? Yes, he can be the Teddy Roosevelt. A lot of the kids don't know who that is on the mountain anyway. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're going to put him as a, as a possible enough people agree with that. And who else do you have, Barry? Uh, it's going to be a great cigar maker. He was chased from his homeland. He built a company, an empire from next to nothing. It's a brand that everybody knows, and Orlando Padron is on my Mount Rushmore. Jose Orlando, the father. The right? father, correct. Okay. And I, I, he's on my list. I agree. He's on my list as well. Wow. Jose Orlando Padron. I never would have guessed we would have agreed on three of the four this easily. Well, I didn't. I don't necessarily. Now Dave wants I don't, to put I, I don't the cigar store Indian on the mountain. Listen, okay. I don't necessarily agree with uh, two of the three already. Okay. But uh, right now, let's take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha, they're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away, ha-ha! It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, Take No Prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80 Asylum Cigars. This week, a woman was slammed for feeding her four-year-old child in Target. The sandwich that caused the uproar was peanut butter and jelly. The mother was told by a customer that feeding her child in public was disgusting and she should do it at home or in the car. The woman turned to an online parenting blog where she was further ridiculed for teaching a child to disregard the safety of others. Parents told the mothers it wasn't skippy to feed a child something in public that others are deathly allergic to. 
Someone call Peter Pan because these Tinkerbells are out of control for blasting a mother for feeding a child in a jiff. And that's not only insane, <laughs> it's asylum. Uh, come on. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. Coming to take it's pretty me good. Away. Ho, ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. This is Jonathan just shaking his head. Clever. Clever. He was nervous because I told him it involved a woman in peanut butter. Put some effort into that. In the Jeff. That was good. Yeah. All right. So we're going we're gonna to add to this. We're not going to end up with four of them. There's no doubt in my mind because, uh, but Barry, you've done three of your four. Yep. So save one of them for you. Jonathan, go ahead. Anything you want to add to this? <sighs> I mean, you guys outvoted me on the Perdomo Doesn't thing, matter. Throw your he, thing in. I think Perdomo deserves to be on there. All right. I'm going to put a little asterisk here, Perdomo. You're strong on the Perdomo. Nick Perdomo. Yeah. Not the brand person. Correct. And okay. I, I, I feel pretty strongly that Stanford Newman. I mean, you got you got three major things that he did that changed the industry. Cellophane, it's a boy, it's a girl cigars, Cameroon tobacco. Yeah, man. I got you. Good argument. I don't even think anybody knows the name Stanford Newman, though. In his day, he was a cigar liberty. And years from now, people are going to look at this mountain and say, what the heck is... Uh Rocky Patel doing yeah, up I mean, there if he's right, up there. It, 50 years from now, somebody may look, and, and as Ed Sullivan pointed out, maybe not know exactly who Roosevelt is, but that monument being there would cause somebody to look into it and say, okay, who is this Roosevelt guy? And I think Stanford Newman brought enough to the game that somebody should, the people that smoke cigars should know about him. That's what we got to look mm-hmm. at is years from now. See, for me, Mount Rushmore is about the legends. Yeah, and and the the other guy that goes on my Mount Rushmore is uh, Carlos Fuente Senior. Carlos Fuente Senior. And what did he do? Why is he a legend? Basically, gave Dominican cigars an identity. He, you know, everything in Davidoff from, from didn't the, do from that from the family. Well, Davidoff started to me as a Cuban brand. Yeah. So I mean, everything they've done with the Fuente and, Charitable and Fuente, Foundation. And Fuente started in Tampa. You're making an argument for my Stanford Newman, then, who was instrumental in making that connection. I wouldn't wouldn't call With all due respect to the Newman family, I wouldn't call him a legend. He brought Fuentes to the game in the United States. They had no distribution. No, but it was Fuente Fuente makes a lot of Newman cigars. Three of them. Okay. Ed Sullivan, what do you got? He was also on my original list. Um, I will say additionally, now that I know there's no such thing as wrapper leaf, he did grow some leaf intended for wrapper. Oh, they all do. <laughs> they all do. Everybody's so, trying to grow wrapper. But so, go ahead. You know, I think he's probably going to replace your Indian on my mountain. And my reason is, as I think about it, this is about specific people. Not a symbolic representation. This is not necessarily. So the, the show starts off with, is it the marketer? Is it the brand? Is it the cigar itself brand? Is it the cigar maker? You know, what is more representing to belong on this? Well, well, Fred- and the Cigar Store Indian is none of those. Yeah. The Fuente, you could say, was a marketer. Look what he did with Opus X. He's a brand owner. He owns his own factory and farms. Does it all. They, they've done the marketing behind it. Opus X yep. and, and definitely bringing attention to cigars. And all that stuff. Bringing luxury to it like Zeno Davidoff yeah. did. Did it again. You know, all of a sudden it came out $12 cigars back in the day of $3 cigars. But the reason why Davidoff doesn't make my list is it's to me it's more of a corporation than an actual figurehead. 
you know, it was it was Zeno Davidoff or whatever, but it's changed so much if over you, the years. If you said to somebody Davidoff, would they say cigars? That doesn't know about cigars? <sighs> they would probably say cigars before they say Zeno Davidoff. Like, what is Davidoff? I don't think many people would say Zeno Davidoff. They might say cigars before that. But, but uh, it doesn't make my list. Invents it doesn't the desktop have that humidor doesn't... Does, uh, doesn't have that name recognition that, to me... The, the, the oh importance my God. of it, it doesn't have name recognition. The, the importance of the industry, the importance of people. Zeno Davidoff does not have the name. And for me, Mount Rushmore is about people. It's not about brands. If it was about brands, it would be totally different. The, Davidoff the, would but, be but on this there. Is the, this is the Mount Rushmore of cigars. Right, and Mount Rushmore to me is, you know, Mount Rushmore's people. It's a representation of famous people. It's not a representation of an object that burns and disappears in an hour and a half. Every cigar is handmade, so every cigar is slightly different. Ed Sullivan, what else you got? Well, that wraps up my four because I already committed to three with Placencia, Rocky, and Padron. So Fuente would be the fourth. The chat room is telling me to keep fighting for Carlos, not to give in. Okay. I'm not saying give in. I'm just saying that your, your argument's been a little on the weak side. So your four, Barry, is what? My, my four is Orlando Padron. Yep. Carlos Fuente Sr. Is anybody keeping track of this? Keep track of this, Jonathan. Because we're not going to have an answer at the end of today. Nesta Placencia. How, how come he can't keep track of his own? I got key, I, I want them all. Nesta Placencia. And I changed my fourth answer to Rocky Patel uh, just because of what he's done for the industry. Right on the piece of paper. I have it right here. I have Barry's, all the other ones circled. Put Barry and put all four of his choices down. And Ed Sullivan again with yours. I have them written down, and as luck would have it, they matched what Barry said. Everything. Everything. All four. All We're, four. I'm in big trouble. Yeah. And I think we've both changed one of our picks today, right? Yep. Yep. So, again, say what they are, Barry. Carlos Fuente Sr., Orlando Padron, Nesta Placencia, and Rocky Patel. And just so people know, I've changed my answer, just so everybody knows what I changed my answer for. I was yeah. going to make an argument for Jonathan Drew, but Rocky Patel, to me, is more deserving. Okay, Mr. Jonathan, go ahead. The only one that I'm differing on is I'm swapping Carlos Fuente out for Nick Perdomo. Well, I got two. I got to add to this. So that's why we're not. So you got one extra, so now we got five. I'm going to add two more to this list that have to be there. The Tanyo Indian slash the Cigar Store Indian. What are you saying? They're the founder <laughs> of the cigars. I think it's, it's the strongest one going. And I don't know what happened to you, uh, Ed Sullivan, because you were right there with me. I, I was, but then I started thinking it should be a person because my mountain has person, people on it. So the peop Time Magazine's People of the Year, right? Sometimes it's, it's a group of people. It's, it's been groups. It's been not people. It's been all kinds of different stuff. Um, and the other one is the Cuban Cohiba Cigar. Both of those things represent the cigar industry to people that aren't even knowing about cigars. But see, I, I, I can't. You look at a cigar store Indian, you say, what is it? Cigar store Indian, cigars, what's this represent? Cigars, you understand it represents cigars. You look at the band of the Cohiba Cuban cigar, that represents cigars. But the cigar store Indian 
if Instantania if Wendy and the guy that invented I understand, cigars. but if it's if it's just a statue of an Indian, you're, most people are going to associate that with Native American culture, not cigars. So we get seven of them. Next week, we're going to continue this argument all week until we get down to four, and I'm going to try to convince you, but there's not enough time because I want to go to the Classic Three-Way brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In Classic History. Here's looking at you, kid. Brought to you by classic cigars nervous yes all classic cigars are handmade and imported from the dominican republic and every cigar is priced under get this under three dollars per cigar you like that baby let him know where i came from yeah choose any blend including the classic connecticut for its mild and smooth taste the classic maduro for its bold and spicy flavor or the classic cuban for its sweet sun-grown and nutty overtones that's Undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. Okay, the no cheating edition. I got six with four tiebreakers in case we need them. <laughs> Starts with Ed Sullivan, our champion. April 14th is today. The first American dictionary. And its author, Noah Webster, registers and copyrights it for publication. This classic day, what year? 1800. 1800, he oh, says, Mr. J. sucks so much. 1799. 1799. <laughs> 1844. 1844 is over. 1800. Wins it. It's 1828. 1-4 Ed Sullivan over to Mr. Jonathan. RMS Titanic hit an iceberg at 11.40 p.m. in Newfoundland. This classic day, what year? Do you guys have your answers locked yeah. in? 1840. 1840, Barry. 1913. 1913. I had 1915. 1915. 1913 is slightly over, Abraham Lincoln, shot by John Wilkes Booth. Uh, 1882. 1882, over to you, Ed Sullivan. 1867. 1867. 1832. 1832. For the point, it's 1865. 67. How close, uh, Ed Sullivan? But uh, Mr. Jonathan will take the point on that. Over to Ed Sullivan. Yep. First public showing of Thomas Edison's kaleidoscope which is moving pitches this classic day, what year? 1900. 1900. 1800. 1800. 1903. 1903 is over, 1900 is over. Mr. Jonathan gets the point at 1800, 1894. You guys are so close and you're giving the point to Mr. Jonathan. You could just say zero every time and win. I've been tempted. Uh, Mr. Jonathan, one. Ed Sullivan, I mean, Mr. Jonathan, three. Ed Sullivan, one. Barry has none. 
Uh, over to Mr. Jonathan. President of the United States begins tradition of throwing the ball out on opening day. This classic day, what year? <sighs> First throw pitch for opening day. I'm going 1970. 1970. 1974. 1974. 1915. 1915 is slightly over. Slightly over. So, so 1970. Nobody gets the point. No, oh, yeah, nobody right. gets the point. What was the answer? It's 1910. 1910. So Barrett, what was your answer, Ed Sullivan? 1915. Oh, all right. Yeah, nobody gets the point. Nobody gets the point. Uh, what was the president, you think? 1915 had to be uh, uh, Carver. Teddy Roosevelt. Wilson. No, Taft. Uh, we were talking about Taft the other day. That what the hell did he do? He threw yeah, out the, the first, first pitch. I, I bet it wasn't a good pitch. So you guys need two, uh, Ed. You need two points to catch Mr. Jonathan. One question left. The first Cubans from the Mariel boat lift sails to Florida. This classic day, what year? The Mariel boat lift. Who goes? Goes to Mr. Jonathan. 1950. 1950. 75. 75. 1970. 70. It's 1980. Barry Stein's on the board, but Mr. Jonathan is our champion. Wow, Mr. Jonathan. Glad I squeezed that in, huh? About time. Just because they were slightly over. Slightly over is what does it. So right now we have for the, um, the ongoing people to go on the Mount Rushmore, and unfortunately I think we have seven of them. We have Rocky Patel. Nesta Placencia, Jose Orlando Padron, Nick Perdomo, Stanford Newman, Carlos Fuente Sr., the Cuban Cohiba cigar brand, and the Taino Indians. So I was going to argue against the Cohiba brand earlier. It's changed. Like, if you look at the Bihike, the original release is far different than anything that's out today. The, the Cohiba Siglos, you, you could argue way past their heyday it just changed so much over time that i can't see giving something to something that hasn't been consistent good argument but it so is iconic the is iconic the is the side. one i'm telling you that is not the one that's out exactly right now but you know the one i'm talking about yep. everybody knows it if you showed that label to anybody they would say cigars just the band that's up the square right You'd see it, they'd say cigars. If you showed the Cigar Store Indian to anybody, they would say cigars. If you showed any of these other people, remember, this is, this is going to live on for years and years. It's made of stone. It's there forever. Let me ask you this question. If you were going to do a monument to barbers, would you put the barber pole on the monument? Yes. I wouldn't. It's not a barber. Everybody knows it. How would you chisel a barber pole into a side of a mountain? That's my question. Dave, a point of clarification. Are we replacing the faces on the existing Mount Rushmore? No, we're making our own. The so Mount Rushmore of cigars. Could we get a bigger mountain? And have more than four people on it? Right. We could. We could say it doesn't have to be four. Um, but That's cheating. You know what? If we <laughs> it's got to be four. If we did the cigar less of an argument. If we did the Cigar Store Indian, it would never be built because the Native Americans find the Cigar Store Indian offensive. Hmm. There'd be protests. How would we start our build? They should embrace it. They should embrace it as a positive thing. They're the ones that invented this whole thing that we enjoy so much. It's a positive. It's not a negative, right? 
I'm with you. Well, the Native American community draws parallels to the lawn jockey in terms of how this is offensive to their community. Do, do, do jockeys have a problem with the lawn jockey? <laughs> no. They embrace it. Well, it's the African-American community that has an issue with the lawn jockey. Okay. But not the jockeys themselves. <laughs> no. Yeah, they don't care. <laughs> no, it's, they're, they're, the, the dwarf is more, you know, the gnome is more toward the so, jockey. So <laughs> as we get down there, what I'd like you to do, you listeners to do, is go on the CigarAuthority.com under the uh, comment to us. What is it? Contact, contact us, us page. page. Contact to us. Let us know your choices, what they are. Uh, give us some, some information so we have some argument back and forth because we see each other just about every day. Mm -hmm. We're going to continue the argument, and next week we're going to end up telling you what our final decision is. And I'm not going to take charge of it, and it's not going to be my decision. I'm going to try to convince these people that the Tenyo Indian, the cigar store Indian, belongs on it, that the Cohiba You're cigar gonna, brand belongs on it. There's three and, of us that agree already on three of them, so you ain't getting the Indian and Cohiba in. Uh, I can argue like anybody else. I you mean, ain't I can make an in. argument and, and, and turn at least one guy on. I had Ed Sullivan turned. I, yeah, I and then, turned back. Then logic kicked in. Can we argue without fear of our jobs? Is yes. It's okay to go <laughs> yes, against you can. Okay. Yes, you can. I ain't, I ain't I, backing down. I do it every day. <laughs> so what are your thoughts here on Rushmore cigars? I know we went a little over today. It's a, Sorry. It, listen, it's a decent, mild cigar. It's got a lot of flavor to it. Nothing, no specific flavor sticking out other than that cold draw being the corn silk that we all got. Um does it belong on the Mount Rushmore of cigars? No, it does not. It says Mount Rushmore on it. How can it, it not? It just says Rushmore. Okay. It could be the mountain. could be anything. I'm getting a very distinct note from this, and it's uh, dead presidents. Yeah? <laughs> it's old Which meat. is money. Which is money, right? Okay, that's it. Next week, we're talking Nicaraguan tobacco and cigars manufactured in Nicaragua. Nicaragua is now the number one place we buy cigars from. All cigar stores in the United States. It's the number one place. It has overtaken the Dominican Republic. Is it the best brands? Is it the best tobacco? Or is there a totally different reason for its popularity over the past few years? We're going to dig in. You might be surprised at our findings. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And you've learned two things on this show. The Cigar Store Indian and Cohiba the Cigar do not belong <laughs> no, you on the Mount not. Rushmore of cigars. You have not found so that. So always remember to keep the lit end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.